My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm seated in front of our Christmas tree in our studio in Moscow, Russia. This really is Moscow. Can you imagine? We're broadcasting the Word of God from Russia to you. There was a time when we were taking the Word of God to Russia. But now the Word of God is coming from the Russian capital directly into your home. And I want to say thank you for turning on your device and letting me come right into your space. I've been dealing with you for days about the Christmas story. Actually, I call it Christmas, the rest of the story. If you just read the Gospels as they are, they are marvelous. How I love to read the Christmas story. But when you really dig deep into the text and look at the Greek words, and when you look at all the corresponding historical facts we know in connection with the Christmas story, it is just amazing what all is in the Christmas story. I remember growing up as a young boy, sitting around the tree, especially when I was young, when my daddy would read to me from the Gospel of Matthew about the Magi coming to the birth of Jesus. I could just imagine them coming in. Well, my imagination did not match what I really found when I studied. There was so much more to that than I ever imagined because no one ever really opened it up for me as I've been trying to open it up for you. And I pray that it's been a blessing to you. If this series has been a blessing, would you please let me know? Contact me, send me an email, call us. I would love to hear what these programs have meant to you. But today, we're going to continue looking at Christmas, the rest of the story. And in tomorrow's program, we're going to see about Simeon and Anna, two people who were in the temple waiting for the coming of the Lord and what we need to do now to prepare for the next coming of Jesus. It's going to be powerful, so stay with me today and be sure to come back tomorrow. I'll see you in just a minute. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Thank you for joining me for the program today. I'm once again here with Mr. Joel Renner. Hey, son. Hey, Dad. It's good to be with you. So glad you're with me. Thank you. Thank you. We've had a really good time sharing the Word of God about the Christmas story. And it has been fun. The Christmas story is wonderful. I think that the Christmas story is only beginning. You know, it's really about the cross. And I think that's important to remember. I think that teaching we did about the real purpose of Christmas in the last program, it really impacted you. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I remember the revelation of John, and the Jesus he saw came to earth as a baby. It's just amazing to me how God humbled himself to come in a human form and be the son of man and die for our sins. It's, it's a complete story. Well, that is what we're going to continue to see today, but we're going to see it in the Gospel of John. We've already looked at the Christmas story in Luke. Then we went to Matthew, and today we're going to see what John had to say. But if you need prayer, we're here for you. You know, this is a time of the year when people usually feel a lot of stress. They have to buy gifts, prepare food, go to a lot of events, do a lot of things at the church. And sometimes at this time of the year, you have to see difficult people that you don't see any other time of the year. And you're already thinking about what you're going to say, if they say something inappropriate. It's just kind of a stressful time. I understand that. And if you need prayer, we would love to pray with you. Our team really prays. And if you don't have anybody else to put their faith together with you, call us. Denise and I, we understand what it means when you need prayer. When we need prayer, we call a friend. Let us be your friend. We'll pray with you and we'll keep praying for you. 
And right now we're offering you my series called Christmas, the rest of the story. 15 parts based on these programs comes in multiple formats where we really dive into the New Testament and into the early writings of the church fathers and see what we can put together about the rest of the story. And it is just marvelous. I love to teach Christmas, the rest of the story. And it comes with a study guide that is filled with everything that we've been covering in these programs. You can give this as a gift to somebody. You can use it in a Bible study group, or you can use it personally. It would be a great way to share your faith with somebody else. Right now, we're also offering you my book, Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one. And number two, these are really hefty books. One of them weighs eight pounds. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Think how much time and effort it put, took to put into the writing of these books. But you know what? I benefited more than anybody because I was the first one to mine these gems out of the Greek New Testament. It fed me. And from the overflow of my heart, I put it on paper so that I could feed you. Proverbs 10.21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. I believe that is my task, to feed many. And that's what these books do. These are daily devotionals. I know you're not going to sit down and read the whole thing at once. I wouldn't either. They're too big. But you can read a little chunk every day. And by the end of the year, you'll work your way all the way through this, and your life will be so enriched. We have Volume 1. We have Volume 2. It doesn't matter which one you begin with. If you have Volume 1, order number 2. Or maybe order both because these are a great study resource. And right now, for those who become financial partners, we want to send you a gift as our way of saying thank you. We want to send you two books. We always send these books to people who become partners. Joe, aren't we grateful for partners? Absolutely. They put the fuel in our tank so we can do our work. And that is so important. You know, many people need to hear about the gospel. The gospel is free, but it takes funds to spread the word of God. And that's so important. You know, you say that whenever we were called to the former Soviet Union, God called many others to support us. And that's the truth. And actually, what they do is as important as what we do. Mm -hmm. It's like the people who work behind this camera. Who's more important, me or the man behind the camera? If there's nobody behind the camera, uh, nobody's going to see this program. We're all important. Every person has their part to play. And when you are a financial partner, like Joel said, you put fuel in the tank so that we can take the teaching of the Bible to people who are crying for the teaching of the Bible. There are people out there who don't have what you have, and they need somebody to teach them the verse-by-verse -verse teaching of the Bible. You can help me take it to them when you become a financial partner. Just go online, become a partner, or call us and let us know. And as our way of saying thank you, we'll send you my book, Life in the Combat Zone, which is so good. This book is so good. You will love this book. And Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. The back of it says, you hold the key to the prison door. If you have unforgiveness towards someone else, you probably are the biggest prisoner. But you hold the key to the prison door, and this little book will help you walk free. But today, as I told you in the introduction, we're going to talk about the rest of the story. But you know, I was remembering, Joel, when I was a little boy, I loved Christmas. And you know it was one of my favorite Christmas memories? No. Going to the lot to choose the Christmas tree for our house. And I can remember going there with my mother and my daddy and my two sisters. We'd crawl out of the car and we'd walk among all the trees and we would try to choose which was the best tree for our family and the tree that we could afford 
because trees were kind of expensive. Then we'd tie it to the top of the car, we'd drive it home and set it up. And I remember when a friend of ours got an aluminum tree. We were so offended. I thought, how could you have an aluminum tree? You have to have a real tree at Christmas. I even wondered if anybody had an aluminum tree was really saved. <laughs> we just thought you had to have a real tree. And then my grandmother got an artificial tree. And I knew she was saved. Wasn't long till my parents had an artificial tree. The picking the tree was such a big part of our Christmas experience. And on Christmas Day, we would open the gifts at our house after my dad read the Christmas story. Then we would gather around the tree and we would open the gifts. And then we would start geriatric ministry. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I had six living grandmothers. How many grandmothers did you have when you were growing up? I had Grandmother Renner, I had Grandma Edie, had Grandma Bagley, Grandma Faulkner, Grandma Joe, Grandma Cora. I had six living grandmothers. And on Christmas, we went to see four of them, four of them, every single Christmas. So first we'd go to Grandma Renner's house. Grandma Renner would make a big spread. And we would have lunch together after we opened the gifts at her house. And then we'd try to wrap that up pretty quick so we could begin geriatric ministry. And I remember as a little boy feeling like, all we do on Christmas Day is go see old people. <laughs> the whole afternoon we would go from one old people to another group of old people to another group of old people. But that's what we did because my parents taught me that we were to honor our elders. That is such a memory for well, me. Well, this explains a lot to me because when I was growing up, we didn't have any grandmas to go to, no grandparents. Because well, we, you had them. Of course. But we lived overseas. We didn't live in America. We lived in Latvia. And now we live in Moscow. But that explains to me why, why we spend so much time reading the Bible and going over the Christmas story because we didn't have anybody to go visit. Actually, we didn't have a family tradition with our relatives at all because they were in America and we were here. We were totally separated. We never saw family on Christmas. It was just us. But you know what? It never hurt us, did it, Joel? Of course not. It really caused our family to be very tight. I can say that our kids really never lost anything by living overseas. I think they gained everything. What do you think? Of course, we gained a different experience. But I think that being separate from the rest of our family, it made us create our own separate family traditions. And that was very enjoyable. And today, now the boys are all married and they have kids. And we've continued the same tradition. Every single Christmas, we all meet here and we sit around the Christmas tree and we read the Christmas story before we open a single gift. And one thing my dad taught me was to be really organized. I remember when I was a kid, my dad had everything so organized that when every gift was unwrapped, the wrapping and the trash was all in the trash can before we even opened the gift. And in our house today, there's not a shred of wrapping paper anywhere. It's all in perfect order. It's just a fun day, isn't it? It's a very fun day. And then we eat together. We eat together, we have a good time. But the rest of Russia is not celebrating Christmas when we celebrate Christmas, because Christmas in Russia is on January 7th. That's right. But hey, we got to jump into the Bible. Okay. Let's go to the scripture. Today we're going to go to the Gospel of John. So do you have your Bible? Right here. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 1. And in John chapter 1, John begins talking about the mystery of Jesus. And he says in John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. These verses are just amazing. Mm -hmm. In John 1.1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Greek says, prostantheon. It's very, very important. It says, the Word was face to face with God. It describes the unity in the Godhead before Jesus' manifestation as a baby. Jesus and the Father were prostantheon. They were face to face with each other. It describes intimacy, so intimate they could nearly feel each other's breath breathing upon each other's face. It's a picture of such a precious intimacy between the members of the Godhead. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, you could really translate it, was face to face with God, and the Word was God, which means Jesus is not a component of God. Jesus is not a symbol of God. This verse says the Word was God. The Greek is very emphatic, Jesus is really God. Jesus is God. My friends, every time we call Jesus Lord, we're talking about God. Then in verse 2, it says, the same was in the beginning with God, verse 3, and all things were made by him. The Greek word is egeneto. It really means all things came into being by him. And here we find Jesus is the creator. The apostle Paul also wrote this in Colossians chapter 1. He said, all things came into being by Jesus. He made all things. He was before all things, and by him were all things made. And now in John 1, 3, we find Jesus was the creator. All things, the Greek says, came into existence by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Isn't that amazing? It is truly amazing. Then in verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Look at verse 5. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. When Jesus came into the world, the world was filled with darkness, spiritual darkness. But the light shined in that darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What in the world does that mean? Comprehended in Greek is the word katalambano. The word katalambano means to grab hold of, to seize, to wrestle, to pull down, to master, to finally make your very own, it is the picture of pouncing, seizing, or latching hold of a thing with all of one's might. It could depict a runner who ran with all of his energy to obtain, seize, tackle, conquer, comprehend, overtake, or master a prize. But within the context of John 1, 5, an RIV of this verse would be, The light shined in darkness, and the darkness did not have the power to tackle it, conquer it, master it, or take it down. And friend, I want to say the same thing to you. Jesus Christ is in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And through you, the light is shining in darkness. It may be darkness in your family. It may be darkness in this season of the year as you're with unbelievers or people who don't share your same convictions. It doesn't matter how much darkness seems to be around you. It does not have the power to tackle you, conquer you, master you, or take you down the light always comes shining through. That is the promise of God. Can you say amen to That's that? That's the truth. And I really like John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as... We oh, wait. We're not there yet. We're going to get there in just a minute. Look at verse 9. That was the true light, talking about Jesus, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Now, Joel, look at this. He was in the world. The world was made by him. So the Creator... 
came into the earth when Jesus was born, and the world knew him not. The Creator came to his creation, and the people didn't know him. Creation knew him. Yes. But the people didn't know him. It's amazing. When Jesus spoke to the wind, the wind recognized the voice of the Creator. When Jesus spoke to the waves, creation recognized the voice of the Creator. When Jesus multiplied the elements, the bread, when Jesus multiplied the fish or walked through a wall, creation recognized the voice of the Creator. But people did not recognize him because he was so disguised, he took on the form of a servant, as we saw in the last program. But it really speaks about how God gave people free will. You know, those who were paying attention noticed him, but the masses, of course, did not. Well, verse 11 continues to say, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. You know, we saw in the previous program, the Bible says that Jesus assumed the fashion of a man. That word fashion, the Greek word schema, describes a king who looked out the window of his palace, looked down at his people, and so wanted to be with his people, but could not because he was the king. They would see him, his crown, his clothing. So he decided to change his fashion, the Greek word schema. And the story says that the king took on the clothing of a commoner, slipped out the door of his palace, walked among his people, and the people didn't even know who he was. The king was literally walking among them and they did not recognize him. That's what happened to Jesus. Jesus removed his splendor. He removed all his visible outward attributes of God and assumed the fashion of a man and looked so much like a man that the verse says, he came unto his own and his own received him not. They didn't even recognize him. But listen to verse 12. Listen to verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Wow. Wow. That word receive is the Greek word lambano, which in this case means to take hold of, to make one's own, or to accept and take what is being offered. Which means the offer of salvation was given, but there has to be a recipient who will take it. Jesus offers salvation to the entire world, but it has to be received. It has to be taken. And in this verse, it says, as many as received him, to as many as received the offer and took the offer, to them gave he power. The word power is the Greek word exousia, which describes delegated authority, a delegated right, and it often denotes those who have influence which means if you'll take the offer of salvation, you'll receive salvation. And with salvation, you receive the authority. You receive the delegated right from heaven to become a son of God. And because this word exousia can also carry the idea of influence, it means you will have influence as a son or daughter of God. It says he gave them power to become the sons of God. Of God. The word son is even important. The Greek word technon, it describes a child or anyone living in full dependence upon his parent. It emphasizes a childlike attitude of the heart that willingly submits to a parent, true, genuine children. You will become a real child of God dependent upon your heavenly father if you will receive the offer which God presents to us. And then it says, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The word on is even important, Joel. In Greek, it is the word ice, 
The word ice really means into. If you're going to translate this literally, it would mean even to those who believe into his name. It carries the idea of union. When you release your faith, you enter into union with Jesus Christ. Then in John 1.13, it says, Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We're talking about being supernaturally born of God. That's what salvation is. Then in verse 14, John tells us about Jesus' birth and Jesus' life on earth. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But the word dwelt is the Greek word for a tent or a tabernacle. It literally means to pitch a tent or to live in a tent. Jesus' physical body was just the tent that he lived in during his life. God pitched a tent. God took on human flesh, and he tabernacled himself among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Praise the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Just amazing. I've so enjoyed being with you today. We're out of time. But Joel and I will be back in just a moment, and we're going to pray for you. Everyone thinks they know the Christmas story. But what you don't know are the fascinating details that only God could have orchestrated. In Rick Renner's 15-part series, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the shocking and surprising events that occurred at the time of Jesus' birth. In this series, you'll discover the amazing details that are often overlooked. Topics like exactly who Joseph was and why it mattered. What was the star that guided the wise men and the significance of the gifts the wise men brought to the Christ child? Available in digital or physical format starting at just $24. You'll have a deeper understanding of the meaning and importance of Christmas, the rest of the story. When you call or go online today, you can also get sparkling gems from the Greek volumes one and two. So many Christians live their entire lives skimming the surface of the word of God most never discover the profound truth treasures that lie deep within the text. In Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God. In an easy-to-read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies, revealing the profound wisdom and counsel from the Bible. Get one or both of these valuable resources today. Sparkling Gems 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer, Christmas, the rest of the story, and the companion books Sparkling Gems 1 and 2. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Hey friend, this is Rick Renner and I want to just take a moment to say thank you for being a partner with our ministry. I am so grateful to you. I mean that from the depths of my heart because of what you do, what you do every month. You enable us to take this teaching of the Bible to people that are crying out for it. I realize you may live in a city where it seems like there's a church on every corner, but the rest of the world is not like that. And people are really praying for somebody to bring them answers from the Bible. And when you send your gifts to this ministry, it's like you put fuel in the tank so that we can take the teaching to those who really need it. And I want to read to you from the Great Commission, a promise that Jesus makes just to you. It's made to you. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations. You say, well, I'm not really going. Yes, you are. You may not physically be going, but with your gifts, you're enabling the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. There are those who go 
and there are those who help others to go. That's your part, right from the privacy of your home, without ever leaving your divan. You're affecting somebody else, somewhere else in the world. And to you, Jesus makes a promise. Listen to this in verse 20. Jesus says, if you teach them to observe whatsoever things I have commanded you, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And the word lo is Jesus' own exclamation. It is the Greek word edu, which means wow, wow, wow. Jesus says, wow, will I ever be with you? It's a conditional promise if you go or if you enable others to take the message. Jesus says, because of what you have done, you can expect my power to show up in your life. Jesus says, lo, or the Greek would be better translated, wow, 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 will I ever be with you? You can lay hold of that promise, dear friend. If you're a giver to the work of God, if you're a giver, who causes the message of the Bible to go to the ends of the earth so that others can be taught as Jesus commanded us. Lay hold of that verse because Jesus promises his supernatural power to work in your life because you're involved in taking the message to the ends of the earth. So partner, thank you for doing your part and expect the power of God to operate in your life. But thank you from me, thank you from Denise, thank you from our team. We're doing what we do because you do what you do and together we're partners to make a difference. Thank you for being with me and Joel today. Joel, have we had a great time? We've had a blast. This has been very enjoyable. You know, we've shared Christmas memories and we've shared the miracle of incarnation. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is amazing. And we beheld the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. That is who Jesus was and that is who Jesus is. You know, I really hope you order the whole series. It's called... Christmas, the rest of the story. You want to hear this series in full. Maybe you want to share it with somebody else. It comes with a study guide that you'll love. And we're also offering you my books, Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one and number two. Please order these. You really need these. Pastors use these all over the planet. And so many people who just love the Lord use these as their daily devotional, and I believe you'll be counted among those that are so glad you have sparkling gems from the Greek. Also, for those who become partners with our ministry, a partner is somebody who financially supports our work to help us reach Russia, to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people who don't have the teaching of the Bible. And when you become a financial partner by going online or by calling us as our way of saying thank you, we send you the book, Life in the Combat Zone, dedicated to partners, and Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness. But thank you for being with us today, and Joel and I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray this will be the best Christmas season that our friend has ever had. We pray for strength. We pray for patience. We pray for everything that they need to deal with every person and every situation that they're going to confront, and that they will enjoy themselves this year around the birth of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us today. And remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Let God's word work in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program. 
Menor Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.